What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dollars Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. We had a great week laying out in the beach of Ma- of Mayakoba. Jack, how was your week? Well, let's be honest. My week was fantastic. There you go. I had two days off of work, took my PTO, I watched some golf, watched some football, watched some World Series, watched some NBA, the list goes down. And if you followed any of my picks, you won a cheek load of money. <laughs> Jack was happy uh, by about Thursday, probably four in the afternoon. He was he was already up on the week. He knew he was good. He I was sweating, though, I'll tell you that. He, he was sweating. It. I was getting some texts on the side where he was like, oh, my gosh, he's in it. Come on. Come up and down. down. He's just got to score here. He's just got to get past his hole. So, so if you don't know what we're talking to, we'll get to it in just a moment. It's worth the wait, trust me, because I'm going to humble brag, and it's not going to be humble. There you go. Uh, but Russell Henley did win this week. Uh, I talked about how he didn't necessarily have the putter, and then he decided to come out and have his best putting performance in almost a year. Yes, yeah, so, isn't that how that works? That's, that's evidently how it works now. And combine that with his always good approach game, and he's he's tough to beat. Yeah. Hey, if 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 a guy comes out with a putter and does what he does and does exactly that with the approach play that he has, yeah. he's gonna win and or at least perform. And he did exactly what he needed to and kept the lead because at one point it was high, then at one point it was low, but he held his own against some big dogs. Yeah, definitely some some nice guys behind you. A few of uh, a few of Jack's favorites. Scotty played really well on Sunday. Had a really good late charge. He shot what sixty two. Um, that yeah. was great. That was great to get Scotty kind of launched up on the leaderboards. Uh, not necessarily right behind him, but get Hovland, Montgomery, guys like that. Joel Dahman was T three. He's been coming along the last few weeks. His his game is starting to round into form. Uh, so there, there was a lot of dangerous guys in view, but overall good win for, uh, for Russell Henley there. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of quiet guys you saw on the leaderboard. Um, I think there's, you know, names that outside of Scheffler, like Harmon quiet second place. Yep. Damon, like you said, quiet Seamus power third. I saw five shots of his and he won, you know, Lipsky Lingmer. There's guys up here that had really quite weeks to continue to look out for. And this pattern, like we talked about, is all these tournaments that are, and I'm doing air quotations, not high-level tournaments. Guys are performing, and it's just a trend to look forward to in 2023. Yeah, David Lingmurth is going to be one that I I will have to do more research on because I know I think he won the Corn Ferry Championship to get into, or no, because that was Carl Yuan. But he he played really well in the Corn Ferry Championship, missed a couple cuts, did well at Sanderson, Missed a few more cuts and then finished in the top 10, obviously, here. So I got to do a little more research on David Lingmurth because he's low in the field this week. Uh, One thing I will say is normally I would give your leaders here. Unfortunately, because this is not an event in the U.S., the leaders are kind of flawed um, So because they don't have all the statistics that that go up for that. Um, I was able to do some digging and kind of figure it out. Uh, but don't hold me to these numbers as much because I had to do these individually, and that was a lot of data to go through. Uh, your driving distance leader was Taylor Montgomery. Um, it would be our favorite man, Brandon Matthews, but he actually withdrew on Thursday. I don't know what happened with him, but I, he WD'd, so he, he, I'm not counting him. Uh, driving accuracy leader was Russell Henley. He was in the upper 70s, I want to say 78%, and again, that's, that's good for Russell Henley. Uh, Greens and regulation was Seamus Power. 
And then bogey avoidance was Russell Henley and Brian Harmon. Uh, Kucher was also up there. Good for Cooch, but first couple uh, of rounds, he was in he was in contention. He was. He was he was dangerous and he was in there. But those those were your big leaders this week. Um again, I don't have the specific numbers because unfortunately they don't keep them like we they don't update them when they're not in the continental United States, but we'll get them again this week because we are back in Texas. All right. Do you want to go through your uh DraftKings lineup, Jack? Yeah, let's just keep going. So if you followed my DraftKings lineup, you took a dub. Colin Morikawa 10-6, a little bit of a riskier play. Um, Tom Hoagie, 9-5, brutal. Um, K.H. Lee, 8,700. Nick Hardy, 7,800. Kevin Yu, brutal. Aaron Baddeley, brutal. I don't know how this lineup won money, but it did, and I'm not complaining. At, I hit, like, bottom 0.1% of my single entries and 50-50, so you take you money go. where you can. Yeah, that 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 one snuck in, and I, I sit there and laugh because I'll have weeks, like, four times better than that, and I'll still miss out on money, but, like, that's the one that snuck in? Like, I, It didn't okay. make sense because yeah. when our head-to-head, we have a little head-to-head that we just kind of do with these rosters, and we're looking, and you beat me by, like, 90? <laughs> about 100? 100 points, about 100 points, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, so... Why don't you take uh, away with your DraftKings on that note? Yeah, my DraftKings was solid. I was I was good. I th- I was in the I think I was like two hundredth place in the single entries, and then I was like top five in double ups. My lineup was solid. Um, Victor Hovland at eleven two, he finished T ten. Uh, Taylor Montgomery at nine six, he was also T ten. Thomas Dietrich at eight eight, he finished T fifteen. He had a solid Sunday. Uh, Will Gordon, he was my sneak pick of the week, and he ended up crushing it. Um, he was seven thousand on DraftKings. He finished T third. Uh, CT Pan was six eight. He missed a cut. And then Ryan Armour, another low ball that hit well for me at sixty five hundred. He finished T twenty one. So five out of six guys Sunday. the cut. Yeah, huge Sunday by Ryan Armour. Only only guy he didn't beat on Sunday was Scotty Scheffler. Uh, it's good company. So yeah. I I I had five of six guys make the cut, and all of them were in the top twenty one. I like it. And then I'll jump into my fan do really quick. Pavlin and Montgomery both tied for 10th. KH Lee, another brutal finish outside the top 40. Brian Harmon solo second. Grayson Sig had a great week. And then Aaron Baddeley once again let me down hard. But yeah. you won money, so you're not complaining. There you go. That's the way to do it. Yeah. You win Jack and I both won nice on FanDuel. Uh, most of my lineup here is the same as DraftKings. Uh, Hovland T10, Montgomery T10, Dietrich T15. Um, Justin Lauer was T56. He played awful on Sunday relative to the field. Um, Sebastian Munoz was also T56. He was awful on Sunday as well. And then again, Will Gordon at 8,300 finished at T3. Um, so those four guys I had in both lineups, that's kind of why I carried. I In FanDuel, I finished uh, 16th in the single entries. So that was a really good week for me. Um, I don't know if that's topping the charts. I'm pretty sure I've been top five a couple times. But anytime I get inside the top 100, it's usually a good week for me in terms of single entries. Heck yeah. So... <laughs> All right, uh, we're we're gonna skip my bets, Jack. How'd your bets go? Yeah, so <laughs> let's just be honest. You followed me, just for reference. You are up twelve point six five units. Let's start off. Let's start off with the L's because I don't know what happened on these. Aaron Baddeley top forty, L barely one shot. K H Lee top 40, 42nd, one shot. Grayson Sig 
I believe at one point at like Saturday afternoon was like solo sixth. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it. And he missed by a shot top 40. So three of the three bets, we'll call it even two or one shot off. I'm okay losing those, even though I'm not. However, Patrick Rogers top 40 plus 110, dub. Nick Hardy top 40 plus 175, dub, which in reality plus 175 is a good win. If you listened, Brian Harmon bogey free round one was plus twelve hundred. So if you followed me, that's an immediate twelve unit bump. So we are up fifteen point five units going into the week. They can't hear you clap on the mic. So just for reference, I believe the audio is too loud. Your mic is cutting it out. Probably. Yeah. Big week. Uh, yeah, it's good week again. Plus twelve hundred, absurd. Uh, I was a little skeptical when he when he picked it as a winner's pick, but or not. Well, he picked it as a winner's pick and then threw it in his bets on the back end because he was like, "Nah, I'm confident." Uh, turns out it's it, it it's going to carry our week in terms of bets because I did not have it this <laughs> week in bets. Um, all three of my bets were top forty. All three of my bets made the cut. All three of my bets were in the top forty as of Sunday, at least part of the way through the round. And all three of my bets did not stay in the top 40. They all lost. Um, That is impressive. It is not common. Um, The goal is to never have that happen again. Uh, I lost one and a half units overall, and I'm now at negative 5.85 units. We got to fix that. Yeah. What what, what I think is really nice, though, is if you follow us, you know we are as transparent as it comes. You'll probably have another betting podcast where some guys randomly up 35 units. Yep. He's only posting his winners. Well, we're going to post our downtime because at the end of the year we will be up. So yeah, we're, we'll rotate it around. I mean, if I, if again, right now my DFS is high and my bets are low and give it three weeks and my bets will win and my DFS lineup will finish dead last. Find I'm a happy medium. It's yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll even itself out for me. That's for sure. Uh, let's go into winners. Jack, you had another great week with winners. You had Jason Day and Joel Dahman. Uh, Day was T18. Dahman was T3. Golf clap for Joel Dahman. Way to pull that one out. That was a uh, that was an impressive winner's pick right there. He's fighting for his card back, that's for sure. He is. Uh, on the other hand, I had Emiliano Grio and Brendan Todd. It was T42 and T53. You take those. Eh, I mean... They're not great, but if, if those are your misses, those are good misses. Yeah. I mean, those they should have performed better. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely. Yeah. And then wild cards really quickly. One for four altogether. I went 0 for 2. First one was Taylor Montgomery bogey free round one plus 1100 with a awful lip out one bogey. We were almost, we were one putt away from <laughs> two from bogey free leaders. Um, unfortunately, there was no picks for that this week um and then aaron Baddeley, top 20 plus 750 that was an l hard l why do i have five? Oh, i still have Harmon listed as a wild pick for you all right that's my bad i had five i had five still listed so i don't know what i was doing i was like wait i i have two for five not one for four but i still had Harmon in there um i had adam long at top 20 uh plus 260 that was an l it's unfortunate uh, Ryan Armour, top 40 at plus 220. That was a nice W. Again, not a big number in 220 per se. Uh, not as flashy as plus 1,200, but anytime you can hit those numbers that are in the positives, you got to take them. 
I'm I'm ready to get past this week because I don't need to see those bets ever again. No, I, I think we should stay on the bets a little longer. I, uh, I I personally liked it. Let's not say we did. Yeah, that's fine with me. Well, let's go to the Cadence Bank, or excuse me, Cadence Bank, also known as the Houston Open, who now finally has an official sponsor. Yeah, it was it was what Shell for a few for a while, and then it became the Houston Open, and then it kicked around a couple of sponsors. Uh, but it is now the Cadence Bank Houston Open. This is a par 70 totaling 7,400 yards. Uh, last year's winner was Jason Kokorak. Uh, this year's winner will not be Jason Kokorak. Um, so this is a course where putting and driving accuracy is important. Really need an all-around game here. This is a tee to green course. Uh, yeah, this- I just want to point out before we go even further, the average score, according to the PGA Tour last year, was right around half a stroke over par. So everything all around game and bogey avoidance too is really critical. Yeah, and we've been playing or we've had the fall swing so far in a lot of what they would consider resort courses. Um, you know, you're seeing winners at like 20 to 25 under. This is not that kind of the kind of course. Uh, Brooks Kepka actually went through and helped with some of the redesigns of this course to make it set for PGA standards. They expect the winners to when they win this event to be anywhere between minus 10 and minus 15. It's just not going to get up as high as, as everything else. Um, and because of the distance, it adds a little bit of challenge. Now yeah. it says 7,400 yards. But you do not need to be like the extra long, long ball hitter in order to play well here. Um, all metrics fit well. Really, again, you need putter and tee to green. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go ahead and jump right into DraftKings. This is for our DFS lineups. I'm going to go ahead and group the 11 and the 10K range. Um, Scotty Scheffler at 11.5 to Russell Henley at 10. Any right. thoughts? I, I, I got one guy. I mean, you can do a second guy, but I got one guy. I, I want to get to Scotty. Yeah. Uh, we're playing in Texas. I went through and did a, again, I spent a lot of time looking at numbers. Scotty Scheffler has the third best record in terms of finishes on a consistency rating in golf courses on Texas. Do you want to take a guess who the two people is behind? In history? Uh, in, in like recent data. I only look back the last like 10 years. Ooh, in Texas. So Spieth was one the Valero. Yeah, Spieth is one of them. I can't think of the other one. I'm trying. I, it's t- it's Tiger. It's Tiger, just based oh. on volume. But it's it, his is a little more gray. Um, but yeah, Spieth, Spieth, Tiger, Scotty Scheffler. Those are your three big heads when it comes to Texas golf courses. Uh, so yeah, I'll take those numbers and I will bet Scotty. I don't care that he's eight hundred more. Um, if you do do Fanduel as well, he's only what. Two or three hundred dollars more. I think it's even better on FanDuel personally. Uh, but I, I've been trying my best to get up to him at eleven five. He's been playing better. Um, he just finished T three, so it means he's rounding into form. The other guy I'll look to is Sam Burns. Um, he played well in the Presidents Cup. He finished T uh, thirty at Sanderson, and then he finished seventh in the CJ or T seven, I guess, in the CJ Cup. Uh, he's got great iron play. He's he, he fits well in this course. Um, Tony Finau is a weird one. He missed the cut last week, but I think he had six strokes worth of penalty strokes, and he missed a cut on the number. So if you take out those six strokes and penalty strokes, next thing you know, he could be a T20, no problem. 
Um, I'm a little worried about going back to him because, again, he hasn't made a cut yet this year, only missing the one last week. Matsuyama, too inconsistent, don't want to do it. Um, I know back-to-back winners is, has happened a lot more recently. I don't need to trust it with Russell Henley. I'd prefer to save it for somebody else. Take a breath. Sorry. <laughs> no, 100% agree with you, Scotty Shelfer. That's the guy to get to if you can. Um, Sam Burns has been really good at um, seventh in his last event at the CJ Cup. LSU beat Bama. Um, so that's good for him, but he's been in his only two editions that he's played at Memorial Park. He's been tied for seventh um, course history, comfortable, kind of loose, relaxed. I think this could be a good event for him. I actually do like Russell Henley here. Um, I think he's playing really good golf. If you watch his accuracy putting all around, which is really good. Um, and even had a tied seventh here last year. So really good. Um, if you can get those three guys, Fino. Just haven't seen it for that price point. Matsuyama haven't seen it for that price point. So I think it's Scotty, Burns, and then Henley for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I think technically I'm in I'm in the same boat. It, it, it definitely goes Scotty and Burns and then a drop off for sure. Yeah. But I I think we agree. All right. Uh 9K range. Yeah, let's do it. All right. We are starting at the top with Aaron Wise, and it goes all the way down to nine thousand with Joel Dahman. He's rising up the ranks. All right. Well, since you got to take a breath, let me just go through. Aaron Wise should be in your lineup. This guy in his last two events has been 15th and 6th. Honestly, probably relatively cheaper than he, or more expensive. He could get more expensive. Like, this is a good price point for him. Taylor Montgomery should be 11,000. I don't know why he keeps being this low. His worst finish in the PGA Tour this year, this year is 15th. It's ridiculous. J-Day, go down to him. Uh, last four finishes, his worst is 21st. That's ridiculous. Maverick McNeely, his last four finishes, worst is 18th. I, I mean, this is a serious. I mean, go down to Damon. In his last four, his worst is a 36th. Like, this category is elite. Yeah, I, uh, I'm big. Again, Aaron Wise is tough. I think he's going to be quite popular this week. I think he's going to do good, but I think he's also going to be very popular. So I'm okay if you want to look elsewhere in hopes that maybe you can find a different way to also get a good lineup in. Um, If you don't go Wise, I'm going Montgomery uh, in a lot of places. I think think Taylor Montgomery is going to be nasty. He's All he does is finish top 20. Uh, Jason Day found his putter. He hasn't found a putter like this since he was winning on tour what six or seven years ago um he's playing absolutely out of his mind uh last week he shot two over on thursday normal jason day would have shipped it and missed the cut and then just played for this week uh new jason day says nah f that let me go shoot 64 on friday make this cut and then go finish t21 thank you very much uh so i'm big on jason day i think the gala is as boom bust as it gets um, I know Thagala does best on California courses because he went to Pepperdine. Uh, but this is a case where I think Thagala has some of the metrics you're looking for on here. But really, those are the, I guess, three guys that I'm interested in most for is Montgomery, Jason Day, and Thagala, probably in that order. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Wise and Montgomery are pretty interchangeable for me. Um, if you can get to Wise, I think so. But Montgomery's been a model of premier consistency, so I'm not mad if you take it. Um, then J-Day, McNeely, and then uh, Damon for me. Or is that, that's my group because McNeely, like we talked about just before we get on here, sneaky. Uh, all right, going down to the 8K range. 
Yeah, starting at Matthew Neesmith or Naismith, depending on where you're from in the world, 8,900 all the way down to Taylor Moore, who's kind of had a quiet year, to be honest. There you go. Yeah, uh, this is a grouping that is is a little tough for me. Um, I don't dislike Neesmith. He's, he's been playing pretty well recently. Uh, he's got three top tens after missing the cut at the Fortnite. So I guess he's really been playing out of his mind. I made that sound way too casual <laughs> for the fact that he's been he's T9, T2, T9. So really he's been playing otherworldly. But I uh, I think he's a guy that I like in this range. And then the other guy I like is Andrew Putnam. Uh, he's made all of his cuts. He's kind of he's kind of a consistency play more than anything else. He does have that flash in the pan. Uh, he'll finish T2, T12. He's got solid irons. Um, so really, those are the two that I think have the most uh, metric-based thought process for me. A lot of these other guys are, are really flash plays. Uh, Taylor Pendrith played awful at the President's Cup. He has distance, though, to do well on this course and really get the ball down there and not have any issues. Davis Riley, again, boom bust. Uh, Munoz, he, he made the cut last week, and he'll probably make it again this week, but he finished a T56. It wasn't like he was electric. Uh your boy Keith Mitchell with the driver distance, potentially. Again, boom bust. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going honestly, Neesmith is the guy to get to. Yeah. Three top tens in his last three. And then if you're really going, um, Putnam has just been dominant. Worst finish of the year came here, but he still made the cut. He did everything he's need to. Davis Riley, I think, is boom bust. I think he's just continuously improving. Um, 267s, 268s last week. Another guy to watch out for. Um, but if all honestly, if it's it's kind of Neesmith, um, Putnam, and maybe Norin, everything else I'm pretty much avoiding. Yeah, I think for me it's it's Neesmith, Putnam, and, and, and maybe Siwoo at 8,800. Maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. Um, but I think that this AK range has a lot of minefields. Uh, I think there's a lot of options in here where the these guys might not make the cut, or if they make the cut, they're going to finish T67th or T65th. They're not finishing high up on the boards. So outside of, outside of Neesmith putting them, I don't really want to be in this range. Yeah, well, then let's jump to 76 because half of my lineup is like in this range. So yep. um, it starts, it's a big category. So strap in Wyndham Clark at 79. Scroll for 30 seconds to get to Carl Yuan. Let me just start off really quick with Patrick Rogers. Super quiet. His worst finish outside of the Fortinet, which it feels like that was everybody's worst tournament, has been 54th, but his last four, it's been 28. He's been playing really, really good. Um, Harrison English has been just boom or bust for us. When we bet him, he's 123rd. When we don't, he's been top 40 every week. Your guy, Will Gordon, just came oh, yeah. through. Um, Dean Burmeister, outside of the BMW World Tour event, his worst finish has been 37th at the Shriners. Really, really good. Then you go down to Grace and Sig, my guy. Um, worst finish of the year is 51 at, you guessed at the Fortinet. Last couple of finishes have been electric. Um, Brandon Wu, who last week I said the wrong guy. I meant to say Brandon Wu instead of Kevin Yu. Brandon Wu has been playing tremendous. Um, that He's just been playing out of his mind. Worst finish in his last three, 35th. I mean, he's been great. Um, then you take a look at a little lesser known guys, Davis Thompson. Um, two of his last three finishes have been top 12. That is just remarkable. Robbie Shelton outside of, I don't know what the heck happened last week. He's been playing really, really good. Um, four out of his last five finishes have been top 26. And then, you know, you have guys like 
Danny Willett, um, who've been playing pretty good, Justin Rose, David Lipsky, Mark Hubbard. Like there's guys down here that you can get to. Yeah, there's a lot of good options. Uh, I agree with you. I think Patrick Rogers is is very, very dangerous in terms of what he can do this week. I think he, I have him high up on my board. Um, just to kind of go through Will Gordon, because again, I had him last week, so I was already on board with him. Dating back to uh, April when he was on Corn Ferry Tour still, we had T5, 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 one, and then he has not been outside of T45 since August 4th. So August 4th, he's played in two, four, six, eight, 10, 11 tournaments, and he's been at least T45 in every tournament. He's also got four top 10s and a win. Now, yes, the win's on the Corn Ferry Tour, but still, he's been playing absolutely out of his mind recently and he's only 7700 he is the same price as Mackenzie Hughes who just won who just won but he's Mackenzie Hughes so I think Will Gordon's got a lot more consistency than him so he's high on my list the other guy I will mention is Seb Straka he's kind of flashing the pan here uh he did well early on in the season he played great at Sanderson almost won it um and then meandered back to the pack missed the cut last week but Seb Straka is the kind of boom-bust player where if you are trying to win a high-value tournament, you need to get a Seb like or somebody like a Seb Straka in your field. There's too many just consistency plays otherwise, and he is a guy that I like to focus at at 7,400 in my lineup. Uh, Justin Lauer, another consistency play. He's good. Um, the last guy I will mention is Steven Yeager. Uh, again, he's a little more substraka light, uh, some high T40s. He's got good metrics for this course. I think he's a dangerous sneaker, sneaky play if you really want to go for something um, with high upside down the board. Yep, I like it. Um, this is honestly more dangerous of a category to me than a lot of other ones, including, you know, what will we skip? The AK range, basically. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a good category for with some guys. Definitely, and uh, this six K range is is brutal, uh, in my oh. opinion. Not a, not a lot of names I like down here. Um, I guess I'll start off by saying Sam Ryder is out this week. He is sixty nine hundred. Otherwise, he'd be in every lineup ever. Yeah, I honestly I had him in, and then I'd take him out, and then at Stone Min we've got some guys I don't even want to talk about. Um, but I will start off with the one guy, again, who always carries my lineups in here, Austin Smotherman. He's carrying the bottom of my lineups at 6,700. He's going to do the same this week. He's so cheap, and he makes lots of cuts. Um, he gets solid points for sixth place. That's really all I need. The other guy, I mean, Stuart Sink. He's not flashy. He's the GOAT. He's got good distance for, for an OG, uh, for an old guy. So I he's not bad. Again, not flashy, but really those are the only two names I want to get to. So if you're not for me, it's 6,700 or bust. Yeah. I mean, Stuart Sink's my guy. I love him. One guy that I think you can get to is Chess and Adley pretty comfortably. Um, last two finishes top 40, including a one top 20. Um, he, you know, he's he's posted some good numbers. Svensson's been really good. Eric Van Ruyen, a um, couple top 40s. Um, then he comes on the world tour and is fine. Top five finish, top 15. Ben Griffin, two weeks ago, had that solo third remarkable finish. So he's another guy that you can get to. Smotherman, like you said, if you're not having to get to this category, 
I wouldn't stress about it. I would avoid this at all cost. Um, but like there's guys in the rough, Ryan Armour, where if you had them doing well, you yeah. can really, really pivot your scores from like me bottom percentage of the money to what you did top 15. Yeah. Um, so there's options out there. And then last but not least, Eric Cole, um, top 30 last week. He was really good, just really consistent all around. Um, and then Nacho is in here. So if you can get to Nacho, you got to get to Nacho. Nacho's in here? I didn't even notice. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Absolutely. Right. So, so Nacho is tempting. That's for sure. Nacho oh. and then Cole Hammer. UT, he's from Texas. He he's has a sophomore, not right? Yeah, he doesn't perform on the PGA Tour. Let's just put that out there. His last two finishes were 142 and 110. But this guy is always number one, number two, number three in the college rankings. So look out for him. Gotcha. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention, Callum Taron is a complete just wild card this week if you want to do it. Um, I'm not risking it. He's just too boom bust, but he does fill out the metrics fairly well. Um, but just he's not finished too well recently. He is a really risky play. But if you pick him and he works out, then you look like a genius. All right, Jack. And let's go through drafting lineups first. Yeah, let's do it. So I'm starting off. Um, a little less risky than my Fanduel for sure. Um, Aaron Wise, ninety nine hundred, model of consistency. Um, I really like him this week. I think he's going to go far. Then Taylor Montgomery. If you can get to him, you got to get to him until he fails you. Until he fails you. Um, ninety seven hundred. Patrick Rogers, seventy eight hundred. He's been performing well. That price is actually very very fair. Adam Shank, 7,500. Another guy that's really performed relatively well, all things considered, and just really been quiet. Um, Grayson Sig, 7,400. Outside of Sunday, he looked like the number one player in the world. Um, 7,400. And then Brandon Wu, the guy I meant to say last week, at 7,300. So that'll wrap it up with 400 left over. I'm trying to think. You got a pretty even lineup on DraftKings. I don't know how your lineup ended up so, with so much extra money. I felt like I was crunching numbers just to make <laughs> make rent kind of out here, trying to figure it all out. Uh, on DraftKings, I started with Scotty Scheffler at 11,500. Uh, after him, I have Jason Day at 9,500. Uh, Patrick Rogers at 7,800. Seb Straka at 7,400. Uh, Steven Yeager at 7,100. And he was one guy I was really trying to think if I was going to uh transfer over to maybe somebody else i had a few other guys in mind like a bo Haas or even at seven thousand. uh maybe go to like a david lipsky at 71 so he was one that i was really on the fence about uh and then austin smotherman at 6700 rounds me out i like it and then uh ladies and gentlemen strap in for Fanduel because this is going <laughs> to go from high to low <laughs> scotty scheffler 12k yes i went for it i understand Aaron Wise at 11,500. But wait, there's more. Taylor Montgomery at 11,000. Danny Willett at 9,200. <laughs> now we're jumping. Oh, no. Davis Thompson, um, two of his last three finishes, top 12, made cut the Sanderson's was 67th. For 8,900, it's honestly not a bad stat. Um, and then 7,400, Robbie Shelton. Outside of last week, four cuts in a row with a worst finish being a 61st. If he can make the cut at 7,400, I'm extremely happy because I got to fit basically the top three guys, in my opinion, in the lineup. Even if Robbie Shelton like misses the cut, if your other five guys finish in the top 40, 40. you're golden. 
mean, mm-hmm. that's re- that's really all you need. Um, I did not go quite as gutsy, top, top, top heavy. I want to say almost, but it's it's honestly a great lineup. Uh, I started on Fanduel with Scotty Scheffler at twelve thousand. I have Taylor Montgomery at eleven thousand. I have Jason Day at ten thousand nine hundred. I have Will Gordon at nine thousand three hundred. I have Seb Straka at eight thousand eight hundred, and I have Austin Smotherman at eight thousand flat. Yeah, you, we definitely flipped our FanDuel on DraftKings <laughs> in terms of risk reward. Definitely, but uh, it, it's good because that usually means that one of us walks out a nice winner at the end of the week. If or not, we go last week. We go four for four on winners. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, Jack. How many bets you got this week? Yeah, so I wrote down eight. I cut it down to six. Um, please know that at the time of recording on DraftKings, um, everything is up to top twenty. Check your other markets because that's what we had to do to really get top thirty, top forty bets. Um, so you know, we always talk about we're using DraftKings, but please check other markets to make sure you're getting the best bets, which is what we did. Um, so my six bets. First one's Taylor Montgomery at top 30 is minus 120. Top 20 was plus 110, uh, but for sacrificing that little bit of odds, I'm taking 10 places all day. Taylor Montgomery, top 30, minus 120. Aaron Wise, top 20 is minus 115. I like it. I think he is a really good shot of winning. I think it's going to be really good. Jason Day, top 30 is a wash at plus or minus 100. Really, really, really like it. He's going to come back and beat 29 or be in the top 30. Here's where it gets a little, here, a little scary. Scotty Shuffler, top 10, minus 120. Ooh, it's I, I, his odds were just kind of ridiculous all over the board. So I, I think he has a really good shot at winning this, especially after what he did. Uh, but I mean, his top 20 was like minus 285 or something like that. So yeah, they, they like him. Um, Brandon Wu, top 40, the guy I meant to say, and I will hammer that. Plus 125 for top 40. And then Patrick Rogers, top 40, minus 105, I think are really good. And after you get through your bets, I'll just kind of mention the other two that I crossed out that I couldn't get to. Yeah, I mean, we have a we have a few of the same guys, but in different system or in different uh like tops. So Jack had Montgomery at top 30. I have Montgomery at top 20. And again, he's plus 110. Um, I'm thinking the Monty is going to do just, just fine this week. Again, another top 20. Uh, I have Patrick Rogers at top 30. He's plus 150. Uh, you'll remember Jack had him at top 40 at minus 105. And then my third bet is Matthew Neesmith, top 30, plus 110. So those are my three bets. I'm trying to take guys that I, I had mostly within my lineups again uh didn't work for me last week but it's it, i also crushed it last week so hopefully it just carries over and works out a little differently this week absolutely matthew neesmith i think is gonna kill it i think that's one of your best bets there that's the goal um just quickly the i will bet these so don't worry but this is not my official just know i will be betting these um davis thompson top 40 is plus 125 for what he's done i think that's pretty good odds and then Adam Shank top 40 was plus 115. I don't know how that's a plus number, but um, I'm going to bet it and hope it wins. But those are just two additional ones, but I'm sticking with the six I got. All right. I threw those down just so that we can kind of keep track of them for you as well. Not in your official bets, of course, but I, I always like hearing when Jack's got extra bets because usually they end up being kind of sneaky. Um, all right. Do you want to do winners or wild picks first? Let's start off with um, wild cards, just because we got one right last week. 
All right. Uh, for wild cards, I have two that I thought were interesting. Again, because betting odds were a little weird, I had to kind of figure out ones I like. So I have one that's a pretty long shot, and then one that's that's not as wild of a wild pick as I normally do. Um, my safe wild pick per se is Sahith Gala top twenty at plus one eighty. Uh, my stretch stretch of a wild pick is Seb Straka. Uh, he's at, I got him at T10 and that is going to be plus 650. So that is definitely a little more deeper into the, uh, the depths for me, but I'm trying to dig deep and hope that Seb Straka really comes through this week and works out. I like it. I think it's a really good pick. Um, I'm actually going through, um, Sahitha Gal, I think is going to be actually a really dangerous pick. So I like it. Like you said, it's going to be one of the most boomer bust picks you have. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be a really good option. I went pretty aggressive on mine. So I'm joining you. Um, you I go. did a little bit of a stinker tinker. So that's paid off tremendously well. So um, <laughs> starting off, Joel Damon, top 10 plus 400. I'm riding the wave. There you go. He was at top five here last year. All he's going to do is do the same thing. Easy as that. Come on. Um, just finished top five on PGA Tour for for second year in a row. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, doesn't count as a winner's pick, but I'm going Scotty Scheffler W at plus five fifty. Okay. Uh, so, so you should probably change the other wildcard pick you have set down right now because it's currently currently listed as my winner's pick, which I'm gonna go right into right away. Um. Jack had Jack had Jason Day top five written down, uh, which I was all aboard from because my winners pick are Jason Day and Patrick Rogers. Uh, it's funny because I feel like Jack liked them almost more than I did so far in this episode, but I like Jason Day and Patrick Rogers. They are both on good form coming into this tournament. They both fit what you need to do on this golf course. Again, guys that are just playing well is all I can really ask for out of winner's picks. Yeah, that's all you can do. Um, again, the first pick we're going to do is more likely a favorite than not a favorite. Yeah. And the second pick we're doing is a little sleepier, a little more data and science oriented than everything else. So we're not picking like Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns. It's going to be more. I, um, I, th- I think if we had the opportunity, we'd both take Scotty this week. Well, listen, here's the thing for everybody at home before I do my winner's picks. Last year, I picked a lot of the majority of the favorites. And this year we capped it. So much like if you play PGA to our fantasy, you only get to use the guy three times throughout the year. So that's what we're doing. Otherwise, I think I'd have 11 winner's picks because all my side bets are hitting. Um, But regardless, my winner's pick is Maverick McNeely. There you go. He's played tremendous outside of the Fortnite, which I think a lot of people struggled at. And then I'm going sneaky comeback, Danny Willett. Um, he's played a lot better than he has before. Um, obviously, he's a little older now, so he hasn't done exactly what he's wanted to. But I think he's coming a little back to form, and I could see easily a top 20 if he plays exactly what he's looking for. Yeah, Danny Willett's a sneaky one. I mean, he almost won Fortnite. Uh, so so he, he had a few chances there. And again, Maverick McNeely is, as I mentioned earlier, when he has it, he has it. So there's always that option. Uh, we'll get, we'll get back to the point where we can bet Scotty 
you know, one of these weeks. But it's well, just I bet too, Scotty. It's just not a it, winner's pick. Yeah, it's just too early to bet Scotty as the winner as as a uh, as a winner. And even though in theory this is the smart time to bet him. Yeah, this this is really the good time to take Scotty. But well, I'm trying to do. I'm specifically trying to do it where I'm saving my best yeah. bets for later. So basically, wink, wink. Go ahead and bet Scotty and Burns and Wise, but. If you're playing PGA Tour fantasy style like we are, yes, save him for the big tournaments, which will probably end up picking Rory and Rom and Justin Thomas anyway. So just do that, whatever that information with you, please. There you go. All right, we will leave you to it. Enjoy watching this. We are in Texas. This is a good course. Uh, it's going to play very difficult. And Oh, by the way, uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, just go out and vote. Um, but outside of that, let's go and have a good one, everybody. Let's do it. Let's win some money. Tigers confirmed. Tigers confirmed. Go out, win money, and stay tuned <laughs> for two weeks from now. <laughs> All right. Later.